0: I'm getting ready to present a case study, and I just want to ask a question that will help us, and that is, which specific optimization steps have been shown to increase conversion by reducing friction and alleviating anxiety? Two of the most important value inhibitors are friction and anxiety. We're going to work with actual case studies, and we're going to look at those, and I'm just giving you a bit of preparation on the front end show you a formula that you don't need to pay a lot of attention to. Uh, In our lab here, we've developed a formula that measures friction. And we teach this in depth in other of these clinics like you're attending now, and especially in our landing page optimization uh, certification programs. But friction has to do with length and difficulty, and it's every aspect of the process that Causes some type of annoyance in the mental process of the person who's interacting with your web presentation, your site, etc. I want you to notice down there at the bottom where it has these two elements. Uh, you'll see in red the 2i minus f, uh, everything there and the 2a, those are value inhibitors of the f and the a, friction and anxiety that keep someone from completing a process. Now, you can't eliminate friction because asking someone for their credit card or their email address is necessarily going to create a bubble of friction, so you can only minimize it and then counterbalance it with incentives. And this formulation talks about that. And if you're not, if this is your first time in one of these web events, stand by because we're going to get very practical with case studies and examples, just giving you A bit of background before we look at the first case study. So, anxiety itself, that's the other element there, can be more lethal to conversion than friction. One of the things that I teach is that anxiety is often stimulated by legitimate concern, but its degree and impact on your registration process or your self-process is often disproportionate to the measure of risk you're actually asking them to take. In short... People are, in general, more worried than they ought to be about certain parts of your process. And if you simply try to correct the problem on the page instead of trying to correct the problem in their mind, you're making a grave mistake. You must overcorrect anxiety problems. Now, again, if you've heard me teach in our group, we say this often, but optimization takes place in the mind, not on the web page. And because of that, you've got to somehow address the real problem and its full scope in the mind of the person visiting a page. All of that, all of that must be done with those elements on the page you can control, and you must consider anxiety relief as something done in the form of an overcorrection. You go overboard to fix the problem. So then, what I'd like to talk to you about today, what I'd like to question today is what can we do on our own websites to minimize these value inhibitors, particularly friction and anxiety. These these negative elements that offset the offer that we're making, how can we minimize these? And to answer the question, I think we should turn to actual case studies and begin to learn. We have these Formulations, which we use and teach, uh, but I'm not going to trouble this. This actually breaks down all of the areas or elements of anxiety and anxiety relief. Rather than study the formula today, and it it really is quite fascinating, the specificity and proximity of your uh, solution is very, very important, the intensity of the corrective measure. But let's move past that. We teach that in other uh, clinics and courses and look at case studies that will help us understand. So, John, move us on, if you would. Here's the background for the first case study. Consider this. You're, you're dealing with a group that does research into Alzheimer's disease, and they're obviously looking for a way to prevent it. And last year we conducted a 24-day test for this group. The objective was to improve congruence in their donation conversion path. Making certain that every element, the design, the copy, the images, the colors, the logo, the price, all stated or supported the value proposition. Now, let's look at the control. And then let's look at, now, by the way, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move through this background briskly because this sets us up for the case that I want to dwell and spend more time on. But this was the original page. This is the control. And we concentrated on proving the congruence of this page through the headline, design, copy, images, color, Logo and price. So we made changes. Uh, We made it feel personal rather than institutional. Notice the pictures. This is on the right hand side in the shaded area is our new treatment, our new page. And you can see in the blow up on the left side how we changed everything about the page. Even the headline gave it a certain kind of voice and personality. Go on. And, uh, and we brought in the founder, and we brought his personality into the page, and uh, we changed the way that we requested donations. We added the testimonial, etc. And uh, a one-time donation was set as the default in order to reduce uh, anxiety. Sorry, Flynn, it's Peg. Some of the uh, slides are, are not coming up as, as fast as they should, so... Just FYI. All right. All right. Well, let's slow down and give you a chance for your slides to come up on your screen. John's watching. All right. Sometimes across the net, uh, you may not be seeing these fast enough. Thank you, Peg. So this is the change that we made. And in case you missed the last slide, we'll go back and let you see it also. Bear in mind that I'm not really teaching through this case study in the depth that we will the following case studies, but I want you to know the history. I want you to see the history of how we came to the next case study. All right, so this is the page before that we showed, and then this is the rest of that page with a little bit more depth. And I'll give you a second to see that page coming up. And we've seen it before, so we're going to move on. Let's look at kind of a a further summary. Every element in the treatment The new headline, the new copy, the new image, and the founder's testimonial was made congruent with an intense emotional tone that touches people and invites them to donate. It made the donation more personal. And uh, this is how the page looked. And uh, as you're looking at that, let's see what the results were. All right. two important things happened. As you can see from the chart, the conversion rate increased by 54%, which is remarkable for this institution, and there was a 33% increase in total donations. Now, it's important to see that because it sets up for you the study I'd like to spend some time on, and it has to do with the next set of tests that we ran with this organization. So, Let's look at the background for that. Subsequent to this test, we completed a two-week A-B test with the same partner attempting to further optimize their donation landing page. Our primary and secondary research questions were these, which donation page, control or treatment, yields the higher revenue per donation and which page yields the higher conversion rate. We were looking at both of these. And so we set up a test, and you can see how that test was designed using the Marketing Experiments Lab platform. Uh, we divided this and and tried to capture perfect metrics through our system with a 50-50 split. Most of you who have been through our course would know this is what's called a single factorial design. And uh, and this look at the control. The control now is the new – is the treatment from the previous test. The control – The page we're going to begin testing against is the one that was the winner in our last test. And so in the control, there were four amount choices plus the option to write in an amount. Now, pay attention carefully to the next two slides because I think we're going to start to see a kind of friction that most of us are not aware of. If you've been a follower of the research taking place at Marketing Experiments, you would know that friction in some ways has to do with the number of fields, for instance, on a form. Each additional field increases friction, and a lot of you have learned that, and so you're reducing the friction requirements. But what many of us do not know is that friction can be caused in more subtle ways in our process. And if you'll forgive me, with this particular session today, I'd like to be just a bit more advanced so that we can help you think about friction in a more or less deeper way as regards to your site. So here is an example uh, of friction building, and we're going to try to show it to you and show you what we learned. And if you look at this page, originally you could pick at 50, 100, 250, and 500, or you could write in the amount. All right. So with that in mind, let's go to the next page. This is the difference. Here's what we changed. If you think about the last page, the main change is right here just at the donation area. And in this case, the treatment attempts to reduce the friction and anxiety by decreasing the number of choices and reducing the, the uh, amount of options that someone is supposed to have to choose from. And we often recommend reducing the number of options. In fact, that's one of the ways to improve performance. So I'd like you just to think for a moment. You see what the first one was, the control, and now you see the treatment. Look at the treatment because I'm going to ask you to vote. Look at the treatment. I'm going to back up right now to the control and let you look at that again. I'll give you just a second for that to display on everyone's monitors. I'm going to ask you to tell me which one do you think performed the best. Now, we're just going to use not the polling feature. We're just going to use your Q&A. Tell me the treatment or the control. I'm listening. Emiliano says treatment. Joel says treatment. Control says Audrey. Treatment, treatment, control, treatment, 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 new treatment, 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 control, just to give you a sense. Some of your names I see. Andrew Foss, I recognize your name. I don't know if we've met, but I see that you're a regular, uh, and I like seeing your name on this list again. Thank you for your input. I see others as well. Good. I think the treatment does seem to be by far the most popular choice among our marketers. Uh, let's, let's actually study the results. So if you'll notice on the next slide, you're going to see a table. Essentially, the conversion rate for the control was 8.10%. That's an optimized page, by the way. That's pretty... High. We work to get the numbers at that height. Remember, this control is the winning page for a series of other tests. The treatment, this new page, the conversion rate was 5.5%. And revenue per donation in the earlier page was $173. Revenue per donation in the treatment was 89.81. So the bottom line is simply this. The control outperformed the treatment in conversion rate, 47.3%, and in donation revenue, 152.6%, and in revenue per donation, 92.6%. It was by far, the control was by far the most effective page. Now, I'd like to ask you in the audience to tell me why. Why do you think the treatment failed to improve performance over the control. Someone says choice rules. Someone says it suggested possible amounts. Thank you, Stephen. There's many of you writing in. I'm reading your responses. Someone said they were confused. Someone said there was anxiety over choosing them out. As your responses are coming in, uh, allow me to tell you why the answer might be a bit confusing. I think of another experiment we ran with the New York Times where we reduced the number of options in how you received your electronic edition. And by reducing the number of options, we saw a very significant gain. Jimmy Ellis, I don't know if you're on the line. Would you interrupt me? or speak, you know, with us if you're on the line. Jimmy's our director of optimization. I think you are on, Jimmy. Jimmy oversaw that experiment, and I know collectively he saw a 541% yield or increase in conversion, and eventually, with a series of conversion improvements, there was over 1,052%. But if you're able to speak, just interrupt me, Jimmy. Looking Looking at this particular slide and thinking about what happened, I would suggest to you that in most cases, reducing the number of options actually increases conversion. But in this case, it did not. I think it's because of friction and even anxiety. I think the blank field made the donation process more difficult and emotionally stressful. Uh, I use a phrase here that is... Uh, my, you might find it a bit perplexing, but it's just too much unsupervised thinking. When someone is encountering your process, they are moving through a sequence of thoughts, and you've got to be able to lead that sequence of thoughts and overcome any external thoughts that rise up, concerns, anxieties. In this case, they had to stop and pause and think and they probably struggled with what amount would be an appropriate amount. Now, I think this was a remarkably effective test because, in fact, it it made us feel best about the control. But more importantly, we needed to find out that if people would naturally write in a higher donation amount than what we were doing in our options. And, of course, more testing needs to be done. But the point is, friction and anxiety kept the treatment from performing as well as the control. Now, here's the reality. If you're just, you know, you're on the line, and I'm I'm going to a completely different kind of case study, which will be more relevant perhaps to some of you in just a moment. But before I do that, the point here is not that you all have donation pages or that you have write-in field forms. The point is that you need to think deeper about the friction on your site. You need to drill down and ask in the past. In fact, here's what I would do. Here's what I would do if I were you – attending this this particular call, I would probably go back within my path, whether it's lead gen or whether it's e-commerce or whether it's subscription, I would probably print the key pages in my path. One of the things that I like to do sometimes is I'll stretch a line out from one wall to another, and and then I will use uh, clips like clipboard clips or those uh, alligator clips, and I will clip every page on the line so that we can slide it up and down the line. Yes, in the days of the internet and and with a man who has ten monitors in front of him right now, um, do I have ten? Nine right now. No, I have ten. It, it was ten monitors open, you'd think that I wouldn't go to the uh, to the long line with web pages printed and hanging there. Uh, I, we jokingly call it the offline Internet, uh, but in doing so, I start to try to imagine a sequence of thoughts as people move from one page to the next, I'm particularly looking for disconnects when they click from one page to the next, what I call site flow disruption. But I also am looking for the friction elements on those pages. And if I were you, at the very least, I would do what I've done many, many times before, print the pages and line them up on the floor and try and identify the friction, the unnecessary friction that may be taking place. Ask yourself, is there anything in this process that is Annoying someone, and by the way, if you come back to me and say, no, it's clean, then I would say, uh, you don't understand friction, or you're not selling anything, or you're not asking for anything. But even asking someone to click involves potential friction. So there is friction in the path of your website. But once you've identified all the friction, Then you've got to go back and say, all right, now, is there any way I can reduce the amount of friction in this path? So think about that, and let's talk about it as it connects to anxiety, which is the other value inhibitor in today's uh, conference. And I would like to show you a pretty detailed case study of an experiment we just completed. This is a one-week ABC single factorial test for a web hosting firm. They wanted to increase the service signups. Here's the primary research question: Which landing page would produce the highest conversion rate, or will produce the highest conversion rate? And uh, we were also interested in which page would produce the most revenue. Let's look at the test design. It's very simple. The split was 34, 33, 33 through a control ID1, ID2, and ID3. Now. That means we had three pages, of course, that we had to test, and I'd like you to pay careful attention to them because I'm going to ask you to tell me which one you think would do best. I've said this on other uh, live events like this. When you answer, and there are hundreds and hundreds of you uh, answering my my, uh, questions, we read these, every one of them, and we look and we try to see the patterns in your responses. We use them to understand how you're thinking as a marketer and how we can even do a better job in presenting and what we need to teach you that will help you more in the future. So your 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 feedback's very useful. Uh what I'm looking at now are three pages and I know you can't see them perfectly well but you will be able to see them much better as we break them down. The first is the control, the second one is treatment 1, and the, I mean and then the third one of course is treatment 2. Please look at them right now and without being able to see everything perfectly, go ahead and tell me which one you think is going to be the strongest. I will show you more of these pages and give you another chance to vote. But for now, which one do you pick? Treatment two, two, one, two, lots of twos. Treatment two, one, two, one, one, two, and two. Then two, 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 two and one. And let's see, uh, David Pitts is treatment two. And uh, Michael Dyson is treatment one. Treatment two, Melanie Walker. Treatment two, uh, Chase. All right, I'm, I'm looking at those thoughts. Keep them in front of you. And now let's look at the example from treatment one. We're going to compare it across several pages, okay? The control and both treatments assisted the customer in decision-making process by effectively organizing information on the page. Now, this was a good company, a very careful company with good management who, who's invested a lot in their site and in their pages. And so optimizing the process was quite a challenge. And if you'll look, you'll see the way they tried to help you understand the difference between the two price points and the two offers, the home version and the business version. And they used a table, which is a useful way to serve people who are trying to make decisions. I like using clean, simple tables in the right place during conversion. But if you drill down, the confusing product description in the control uh, was changed in both treatments. So look at the in the in the control it says complete and plus. But in the treatment it says home and business, both treatment one and treatment two. We made it match the chart so that it was clear. All right, let's move on. Here's the detail from treatment one. So here they have 100% uptime in 2007 and 24-7 customer support. That's pretty good. Quality of service, customer support, money-back guarantees, and security. Look how strong this is. By the way, you're going to see some of these areas grayed. That's because we're protecting the, uh, the identity of, of the research partner. So please bear with that. That's shaded gray box, that's what's going on there. So we had a 1,000% uptime in 2007, it says, or 100%, I'm sorry, and then 24-7 customer support, etc., cetera, et cetera. Strong. Let's go to the next. Now, this is treatment's two testimonial and third-party credibility indicators. Treatment two have this unique placement. There's the statement on the left and all of those uh, credentials on the right. All right, let's move on. Now, treatments one and two both concentrated on strengthening the headline. What do you want to use your website for? Was the headline on the control? Our best ever hosting packages was the detail from treatment one, and 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 look at treatment two. Set up your hosting with a free domain name, fifty-two free web tools, and up to three gigabytes in web space, starting at just thirty-nine ninety-nine a year satisfaction guaranteed. Now, look at these again and think about the elements that we've talked about. Just look at the the page in front of you. It's coming up. For some of you, it's there already. Some of you, it's probably still loading. But you'll notice the change in headlines. Look at the headline on one, two, and three. Look at the difference in the uh, some of the things you can do with website in page one and the change when you get to the, to the next slide and to the next slide just in the in the central body area. Having looked at that, can I get you to please tell me one last time would anyone change their vote? I'm looking at these. Two, one, two, one, treatment one, control, no, treatment two, two Ed Taylor says two. Uh, Yan V. Wang says two. I'm looking at Chris Craig. Uh, same vote. One. Alright. A lot of your voting. Let me just see. Chris, Anthony, Jessica. Good. Excellent. Alright. I wonder if you're ready to think about the actual test results themselves. Let's go ahead and look. Control was 1.31%. Treatment was 3. Treatment 1 was 3.44%. And treatment 2 was 2.05%. While both treatments outperformed the control Treatment one was 162% better in its conversion rate, and treatment one was also 128% better in revenue per visit. (laughs) Matt, Matt Allen, who just got certified in, just wrote in from uh, certified in in our Miami summit when we taught uh, email messaging optimization in a certification class. Congratulations, Matt. You are bona fide. Uh, I'm looking at the notes that come in. All right, so treatment one outperformed the others, which, which makes you wonder what was the primary difference. Let's take a look at some of the things that will help us. Treatment one's elements that reduced unnecessary friction and relieved anxiety were key factors. Clean copy, prioritized information, clear eye path quality of service claim, customer support information, money-back guarantees, and testimonials used very carefully. There was a lot of congruence. Now, congruence is a key term we use in optimization, and it has to do with making certain that every part of your offer supports the value proposition. The congruence on treatment one was was better. And uh, all of the elements supported the offers. Now, what we did here, and I would suggest you do this, with the two treatments that we designed, we essentially did a, a, a radical redesign in treatment one, uh, in treatment two, and you might argue treatment one, but certainly in tre- treatment two. And often you need to challenge the very category of the page by doing something quite radical to make certain that you're not just making an incremental improvement when you run a test like this. But in the end, what we discovered was that treatment two had one of the I mean, sorry, treatment one produced the high shield. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to take questions in a moment. I'm going to take questions. All right, so let me just put down here under conclusions one more team piece that I think will make a difference and help you as you think about anxiety. If you hear me pause at times, it's because I'm reading all these questions that are coming in and comments from you at the same time while I'm thinking about some of this, Uh, core content. All right, so, key point. Remedies for anxieties must be, and this is really critical, it's hardly ever understood and rarely ever applied on a website. Anxiety is not always rational, so quit treating it as though it were a rational problem. Just telling me that your credit card process is safe does not correct the disproportionate level of anxiety I might be feeling when I come to your site. So, utilize an intense overcorrection. do more than necessary to make the point that the process is safe if that's the particular kind of anxiety that you're concerned with make certain that you address the anxiety specific to the source of the concern It's very critical that you that you touch that straight at the course of uh, at the source of the concern so That means that if they're worried about X, then make certain that you don't have a testimonial about Y next to that. Save the testimonial about Y to some other place. Focus on X. I've often told you that the best thing to do with testimonials is to print them or to place them into categories and then to take each category of testimonial and connect it to an element of friction or anxiety or a value like your value proposition, divide them up that way, and then don't randomly put them on your page, but put them in close proximity to what's taking place in the mind of the person who is engaging with your website. Now, there are several concerns, quality of service, reliability of the product, security of the purchase, assurance of the price. These are all the kinds of issues that can create anxiety, and we have to be ready for them. And uh, and it's very important that you, that you address that concern in proximity. When you move it on the page close to the point of anxiety, what you're actually doing is making a movement in the mind of the person. You're bringing the relief at the point in their mind when they're most concerned about it. That's why thinking about optimization as a mental process instead of a web process is so vital. And with all of that in mind, I think that it's important for you to go back to this concept of looking at your page. And this time, we talked about printing the process and laying it out on your floor or table or hanging it. I would suggest that you go through and identify all of the anxiety pieces. And once you've found the anxiety there, then you need to move in and flag each one with an appropriate measure to relieve it. That's a critical piece. And by the way, and I can't go there now because time does not allow us to do so, but if you have minimized all friction and anxiety, then your next great move is to use incentive. Incentive is the surest way to improve a process. Let's suppose that every single one of you on this call right now were to work with our team and you were to get certification and then after getting certification you you you, you became a research partner and we, we tested and and there's not many – we can't do many research partnerships, but suppose we did one with all of you, and we tested everything, and all together, we created the most effective pages you could possibly build, and we had conversion like no one in your industry does. Let's suppose after all of that, you came to me and said, yes, uh, Dr. McLaughlin, but there's a recession, and I need to do something to increase – my sales and I can't increase my marketing budget because they won't let me. My marketing budget is being cut. So how do I increase sales? And the, the straightforward answer, the surest way to increase sales when you've completely optimized process is to select and emphasize the right incentive. That's the key. That's the absolute key. We'll talk in just a moment. Because the questions are coming in, I'm going to take a few of these questions. Um, some of you are asking questions about summits and things like that, and and please do. We'll, we'll, we'll try to answer those uh, after the call. Uh, some of you are asking me for questions uh, about testing, for instance. Uh, what's the minimum sample size? It depends on what you're testing. You're trying to reach a confidence interval And the number of actions you measure is related to how much or how wide the spread is between your control and your treatment in terms of performance. And we we do teach that in in, uh, some of our other classes. Um, What's another question? Should I be running multiple pages? Yes, Paul, you should. But first you get your control, and at the very beginning – go for single factorial test, and that's pretty easy now with so there's so many tools out there. Someone said, "Can you post slides for download? And I've got something else I want to do. I may look at some pages with you so so stand by don't don't um, miss what's coming next. I have a feeling I'm going to go live to some of your web pages, uh, but let me answer a few more questions. How do you reduce friction if there's a point in the process where the customer has to do something? I'm going to talk about that, Jeff. It's a good question. And before I do, I just want to point out something that someone else brought up. Uh, we, the slides themselves we don't send, but you're going to be able to get the research brief. Every one of these briefings that we do online we'll be sending you as a, as a subscriber to the journal. It will be in the next journal issue, everything we have talking about now. All right, so how do you reduce friction if there's a point in the process when where the customer has to do something? Well, you do everything you can to address two components, Jeff. A, you reduce what you're asking him to the least possible amount of time or energy. That has to do with length. And B, you minimize the difficulty. So, for instance, you have to get his credit card, but get it in the easiest possible way. You you may have to get his address, but make that as simple as possible and ask for the least amount of information that you can. Um, There are other questions coming in um how can I apply this to a book actually it does apply to a book uh, I I don't know if you're talking digital or otherwise uh, Diane tell us more and we'll try to help you what I think I might do is show you how we just did it I just completed a landing page right now and I, it might be a way for me to show you how we addressed anxiety and friction in the landing page so bear with me um, I'm going to start looking at landing pages So if you have a landing page you want to look at with me as we can try and apply this, get ready. In the meantime, I'm going to try to show you a landing page that just went live today. And this is not in my notes, so I'm trying to type in the URL. What is it? It's workshop. Okay. Give me just a second. I want to show you, and I may not have it right. We'll see. I'll be – if you've been on these calls before, a lot of times, if we can, we we like to look at other people's landing pages. So start submitting some of your landing pages. I see nationaltrainingschools.com. We may get to that, Andrew. Uh, But submit some. And I am right now trying to take you to a landing page. And I'm not sure – oh, I think I'm missing a letter in it. This is the one that we just – our own team has been working on. And we just went live with it today. And I I suppose, is it not coming up? John, go get someone to help me. Go get someone to help me. And I'll go to national, I'll go to another page while that's taking place. All right. So I've got a page up right now called, um, and I see Blue Shoe Project. You can look at that. All right. Now, are you submitting landing pages for us to look at? Just send them over to us, and we'll go through some of these together. While you're doing that, let me try to go to the nationaltrainingschools.com site. Uh, I couldn't get to that. Would you check and make certain? I can't hear you. Just write it down for me if you would. We're going to national are we having internet problem? Okay. Guess what? If you're on the line right now, apparently the, the internet to our entire building is going down. That's why I can't get to the web pages I'm trying to look at. So while they're quickly checking to make certain there's no problems outside of the other lines and they're drawing they're they're putting together we have backup sources which they're they're activating. Uh, I thought it might be appropriate for you now if I taught everyone the marketing experiments optimization theme song. <laughs> I'm teasing you as we're waiting for them to come online let me talk to you about something that I just had happen that may be useful for those of you that are trying to figure out how to reduce problems of friction and anxiety in your own site. I think that it often leads you to a place where you're wondering well is my copy too long because I'm trying to get this copy right and if I shorten the copy will I reduce the amount of friction What we've discovered is that copy itself is not the primary source of friction if it has a proper path built into it. But that means that you've got to be careful. Look at your sites right now and ask yourself, do I have large blocks of paragraphs? Are my paragraphs, say, more than five lines? And if I do have a paragraph more than three lines, have I bolded font in the paragraph to make it easy for people to read? Do I have paragraphs where I could be using bullet points? Because if I have bullet points, um, instead of paragraphs, I'll make it easier, or I can make it easier for for uh, the person to see and for their eyes to move through the text. The problem with that is if you overcorrect, eliminate all paragraph text, and have bullet points, then you mitigated conversion in a different way because you've killed the conversation and you've turned it into a staccato set of bullets firing at people. If you're going to use bullet points, begin with paragraph text and establish dialogue or conversation. Talk to the people. And as you talk to them through the opening paragraph, you're actually able to go forward with with the bullet points being the succinct parts that you want to make easy to convey. So I say all of that to you trying to help you essentially think about how friction applies when it relates to text. I apologize to you for the building, uh, for the Internet down, but I've been told that the entire building is down at present, and uh, we're working on, on going through a, a complete, uh, through my satellite connection and bypassing the building. I know you've submitted pages, and I'm sorry that I'm not able to get to those pages, but I'm doing the best that I can to try and help you in the meantime. Uh, I can't convey enough to you, how easy it is at times to increase results by reducing the friction and the anxiety themselves. It may be one of the most important ways for you to get a solid result if you're trying right now to improve your conversion. When our net is back up, I will look at the pages that you have submitted, and we may do a special optimization session for an hour to help you with that. In the meantime, I think what we'll do now as we're drawing close to the Uh, conclusion of the session in India event is simply thank you for coming today, and uh, we will send out all of this content to you via the uh, Marketing Experiments Journal. And uh, in the meantime, we'll see if we can find our provider and get Internet service back up to the building that we are in at present. Thank you again for your time and for your trust, and we'll keep studying. If you're able to work from where you're at, would you please let us know if you found today helpful? Take the chat feature and or the Q&A feature and give us feedback uh, in the event that uh, we can go through all of that and listen to what you're saying and prepare for the next session and help you as much as possible. We should be back in 14 days with another briefing, and uh, we're, again, grateful for your trust. Thank you.